talk about some words to dwell on. Amen. How about, can we turn to Ephesians chapter 3 in Psalms 25? Ephesians chapter 3 in Psalm 25. It's not Walmart's, it's Walmart. It's not Psalms like I did a minute ago. It's Psalm. Amen. But here we are. It's what we do. We say Fords. It's just what, that's just what it is. Amen. Uh, appreciate by Tony leading singing. I, I, it, I tell you what, it really goes a long way for me. It really helps me to clears my mind before a message quite a bit. And, uh, and uh, um, I saw, I, I, I got a blessing. I saw Adeline come forward and, and I thought, wow, she's going to go sit with Brother Jim. And this is the thought process that went through my mind. Like, you know, what a blessing, you know, what a testimony. <laughs> What a testimony that Brother Jim has. I'm going to turn my phone down. What a testimony that Brother Jim has that, you know, even the little kids want to be with him and sit next to him. And he just, what great character. And, like, these nice things are going through my mind. And then she passed Brother Jim and went and sat with Miss Linda. <laughs> so, sorry, you know, that's just, that's what happens. Uh, I got a kick out of that. Amen. Yeah, amen. <laughs> amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Brother Shine, would you open this message in a word of prayer, sir? How rich in mercy is our Lord. Our minds literally can't even comprehend it. That's what Paul's saying in Ephesians. Exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. We can't even imagine how great in mercy he is. Amen. But specifically, David called it tender mercies. Number one, David's tender mercies. Look at Psalms chapter 25, verse 6. It says, Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies. And the loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Jump to Psalms 40, verse 11. We're going to write, go right through here and get six or seven psalms. Look at Psalms 40, 11. Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. Look at 69, 16. Which, which in Psalms, that's sometimes across the page, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Sixty nine, sixteen. Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is good. Turn unto me according to the, to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Go to Psalm 77, 9. Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. You guys don't know what Selah means. That means pause and think about it for a little, little while. My dad would say something like... Um, how would he, how's it go? Put it in the barrel and let it soak a while. Am I saying that right? That, that's what my dad would say. He'd also say that dog will hunt. Amen. He might even be watching right now. Uh, look at 79 verse 8. Or oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercy, mercies speedily prevent us for we are brought very low. Psalms 103 verse 4. 
Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? 119.77 Let thy tender mercies come unto me, that I may live for thy law is my delight. The same chapter, 119, verse 156. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. And then one more, Psalms 145, verse 9. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Just trying to understand this as deep as I can, I looked up the word tender mercies, where, where, where we, we, we got the English word from, uh, we put two words together, tender mercies comes from one Hebrew word called rakam, if I'm saying that right. But just, just to be clear what these tender mercies are, the, the word that David was specifically using means compassion. By extension, the womb as cherishing the unborn baby. By implication, a maiden, bowels, compassion, damsel, tender, tender love, great tender mercy, pity, womb. David referred to God's mercy as a woman that loves her unborn baby. Tender mercies. Boy, David loved the Lord. And God was real clear about that. And, 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 and it, boy, you know, David is the only one in Scripture basically that coined the term tender mercies. It, it's him. Um, the truth is we're helpless. We can do nothing except for God's tender mercies. Uh, there's tender mercies for when we get caught. Uh, David knows about that too. Look at Psalms 51, verse 1. I don't know if your Bible has this study note in there. I wouldn't say that it's inspired necessarily. Uh, I, but, but it says here, before the, before the written verse, it says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone in to Bathsheba. And the whole chapter is a song of uh, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, worshiping God after he acknowledges that he was wrong. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. But David wrote Psalms 51.1, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, Blot out my transgressions. And that might not mean like a whole lot. I mean, we can, we can, we can grab from that. But like, tender mercy is transgressed. We get it. But whoa, whoa, whoa. When we stop and think, man, he's writing this to the chief musician after he got caught with Bathsheba. After Nathan the prophet said, hey, what are you doing there, buddy? All of a sudden, it gives us a whole deeper understanding of the sorrow that he's writing in his heart and in the worshiping of God at the same time. So one, we see David's tender mercies. Number two, I want to point out Hagar's tender mercies. For anyone that doesn't know, Hagar was Sarah's handmaid. And Sarah wanted a child so bad that she had her handmaiden Hagar to go in under her husband Abraham so that Sarah could have a child of her own. But the problem is that wasn't God's plan. You, 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 want, you want rubber meets the road? We do this all the time. 
It doesn't have to be about a baby. All it has to be is, oh, I, I want God to do this. I want this in my life, so I'm going to make it happen, and God's going to bless me no matter what. That's what they were doing here. Sarah took matters into her own hands, and she just messed things up. God had promised Abraham that he'd be the father of many nations. So, so here's Sarah. that She's getting old with no child to give Abraham. So... In her defense, a little bit, because this is how we'd all feel. We'd be like, well, I got to do something. God promised. I mean, she's getting old. Like, this isn't, like God said, I, I'm, so literally, like, like everyone's looking, being like, uh, aren't you supposed to have a baby? Didn't God promise you? And she's probably looking at Abraham, like, I need a baby. I need a baby. God's pro- I got pressure from everybody. But at the end of the day, here's the thing. God, God didn't tell Abraham to go and to Hagar. Right is right and wrong is wrong. I, I get it, that it didn't seem like God was coming through. It, it wasn't going to make any sense, but isn't that how God always likes to do it? When, when nobody could get the glory except for Christ. And that happens a lot. I can point to things in my life where God was just like, this, this is like ain't going to happen. <laughs> the bills aren't going to get paid. Um, the, <laughs> like... It's just, it's just impossible, but yet God makes it happen. Amen. I remember thinking, I can't do this. I only make this an hour. Like, why? I, I can't have another child. I've got, like, one bedroom. This isn't, this isn't possible. But, man, God, God sure has his own way of doing things. Problem is we want to we mess it up, and we want to get our hands in it. We just, we, just, we just ruin it, and we literally rob ourselves of so many blessings. I just saw a picture of the Lawsons on the back. There are five. I just, just, I just confirmed it. You know what nine is? I think the Coates. I think the Coates family is nine. Anyways. I knew a guy. Um, I worked with a man. I, I loved working with He was a godly man. Um, some people would probably even know him. Um, he had a son that had an affair outside of his marriage. And in that affair there's a little girl that was born. And this man loved that little girl. This was like 15 years ago or something. He loved that little girl. She's a precious little girl, right? But the problem was, because of his sin, great conflict. And he loves that little girl. He's got compassion towards her, right? He's her daddy. That wasn't supposed to be. Right is right and wrong is wrong. We say, well, well, yeah, but, the, but, but it would be so hard to do this or that. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Just because we dig ourselves a hole and it's hard to get out of it, amen. Turn to Genesis 21. We'll be there in a moment. Even though Abraham loved his son Ishmael, undoubtedly, I'm sure, God wasn't going to change his plans just because Sarah was impatient. And Abraham was like, okay. God's not going to change his plans. No. When you're way beyond your years to have a baby, Sarah gets pregnant. When Pharaoh's army's coming and you're trapped by the Red Sea and there's like no way out, that's when God wants to move. When you wake up from your tent and you're surrounded by the uh, Syrian army, 
I mean, there's no way out. I mean, there's no earthly way you're going to survive. Death is near. Um, just, just say goodbye. That's when God wants to move. There was a man named Daniel thrown in a den of lions. Um, there's no way out. From every earthly point of view, there is no way to get out of that. He's getting thrown in the den of lions. Everybody was watching. He's a dead man. That's when God likes to move. I think we forget that so often. The Hebrew children thrown the flames. Amen. God likes to work when only he can get the glory. And we forget that. We try to make things happen on our own. And I am so guilty of that. I mean, I mean, if I can do it, I'm going to do it. I, 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 can't, I loathe, I detest asking for help when I can do it myself. You know why? Because I can't stand it when, every, when, when somebody asks for help that didn't even try. So I want nothing to do with that. I'm going to like die trying and then I'm going to ask for help. That, that's just not good oftentimes. <laughs> Amen. I get myself in a lot of trouble that way. Fry parts on my furnace because I'm trying to do it myself. Amen. But God likes to work when only he can get the glory. So God tells Abraham that Hagar and Ishmael need to go. That wouldn't have been easy. That, that would not have been easy. Look at Genesis chapter 21, verse 14. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child and, the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle and she cast the child into one of the shrubs. And she went and sat down over against him a good way off as it were a bow shot. For she said, let me not see the death of the child. She sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. Man, we could just shout right there. God hears the voice of the little baby crying. Amen. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. And the Lord knows he did. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. You know, Hagar, she only did what she was told. It wasn't right what she did, but she did what she was told. She got the bum end of the deal. Sarah and Abraham were definitely at fault here. Yet Hagar, she, she seems to be getting the full wrath of rejection. Hagar should have never had Ishmael. But man, God sure still had mercy on her. We mess up so much in our lives, but God sure has mercy on us. David called them tender mercies. And the mercies they are. For those who have been saved uh, for any length of time at all and have grown in the Lord, we know about those tender mercies. Where God's given us grace when he shouldn't have given us grace. Didn't have to give us grace. Much like Hagar and Ishmael experienced. Much like David, there's other tender mercies that we experience. You say, well, well, what tender mercies are we known for? 
what would our character say about our tender mercies? Are we impatient? Are we quick to argue or quick to execute judgment? Little to no trace of grace at all? Looking for a problem at every turn? These are signs of no tender mercies. Number one, we see David's tender mercies. Two, we see Hagar's tender mercies. Number three, we see tender mercies of the wicked. You say, what? Tender mercies of the wicked. Turn to Proverbs 12.10. And by the way, every time that we see the term tender mercies in Scripture, in all of Scripture, it's always, always, always David saying it. Except for one. And, and I, I, think, I think I could... Um, be so bold as to say when Solomon said it, he probably was, he probably learned it from his daddy. I, I think that's pretty, I, I could say that pretty confidently. But he used it a little bit differently. Proverbs 21, I'm, I'm sorry, Proverbs 12, 10 says, A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. We live in a time more than ever when animals have more importance than a little baby unborn in the womb. I, I went. I, I think I said this before. Yeah, I hate. To, uh, I'll say it. <clears throat> when we were singing. We would go is like ninety nine percent Baptist churches, Free Will Baptist, right? Southern Baptist, Independent Fundamental, but Baptist churches, right? There would be some other events that we would sing at in the parks. But one time we sang at a Church of Christ. Well, twice, the first and the last. <laughs> I will never do that again. I don't want to be part of any of that service. It was it was uh, awful. It was awful. Um, but um, they. One of the things, of, of, of a litany of things I could list that, that I so disagreed with and was so disturbed by, um, but one of the things they did was, that I just thought was, they took up a collection for the community animals and the animal shelter. They talked about it for like 15 minutes, just the animals. And, and like, you say, well, that's not a bad thing. They, that's not a bad thing. Amen. When I take care of the animals, take care of the animals. That's great. But here we are meeting in the house of God. And we're going to put the little squirrels in the yard at this high priority that we're going to make a big thing about it. When you got people dying going to hell, you got, you got homeless people all over the place. You got missionaries that you need to support. You got the church that you need to build up. You got this, but we're going to, I, I just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I, forget, I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh. We literally live in a time where, like, I could go to jail for, for, for killing a dog. I'm not kidding. I could go to jail for killing a dog. But yet, I could have, me and my wife could have abortion after abortion after abortion, killing them babies. And it would almost be clapped on. Think about that. That's what he's talking about here. Uh, Solomon, a righteous man regardeth the life of the beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. Man, Christian, we even we look at them and we'll say, man, take care of the animals. Amen. We don't need to, you know, uh, there's a verse like, uh, um, um, 
Oh, I can't think of it. Mm, it's going to bug me now. But we need to take care of the animals. There's a verse for that. Um, amen. But Solomon's saying, man, even, even the righteous take care of the animals. Number three, the tender mercies of the wicked. And number four, and our final one, the tender mercies of salvation. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter 1, 3. We'll wind this message down. Tell you what, you can't, you know, you can't. Who's that actor that plays the banjo? He's in, Steve Martin. Steve Martin, when asked in an interview, why did you learn to play the banjo? He said, because you, you can't play a banjo and not be happy. He goes, so he learned it to be in his comedy routine because he opened it up like, you're going to be happy. Somebody's playing a banjo. It's not a sad instrument, right? An organ can be a sad instrument, you know. Can be. It could be, anyways. Um, oh, wow. Where was I going with Steve Martin? Um, he is happy. Amen. Wow. I totally forgot where I was going with that analogy. It was going to be a good one, though. <laughs> I better move on. Wow. Oh, Rachel's probably in bed eating popcorn, just loving every minute of this, watching it. I know she's in bed watching. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Number four, the tender mercies of salvation. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Man, he's abundant in mercy. Jump to Hebrews chapter 4. This will be our last verse. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14. I'm so thankful for his abundant mercies. Oh, yeah, that's, where, that's what it was. You can't play a banjo and not be happy. You, can't, you cannot read your Bible and pray, and I mean spend time with the Lord and not come away being happy. Because when you, when you look in the mirror of God's Word and you're spending time in the Word and, 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 and reading's good, studying's good, praying, any of those things, you're spending time with the Lord, it's just you, you're going to realize, man, what tender mercies He's given me. We got so much to be thankful for. You know, I love his tender mercies. You know, the more that we study the word of God, the more we understand his tender mercies, the greater our worship is. I'm not just talking about the worship that we have and the songs that we're singing unified with fellowship before a church service. I'm talking about your worship all day long when you're talking with that. Man, me and the Lord, we've been talking nonstop on these projects. Right? Amen. Amen. It's better when I talk. It's better than when I talk to myself because that's just awful. Amen. Hebrews chapter four verse fourteen. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us be. Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was on all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. 
Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. There are tender mercies for us in the future if we just come to the Lord for them. He's had a lot of tender mercies for me throughout the years. I am so thankful there's going to be a lot more where that came from. A God that gives us more grace and more grace? What? That, that, that goes beyond our earthly reasoning. Yeah, because it's supernatural. I'm glad that we serve a God that's outside of our time, space, and reality. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Before we're born again spiritually, God showed his love for us through tender mercies, sacrificing his life so that we could have life. There was tender mercies even before the foundations of the earth when he was contemplating literally creating mankind and creating earth and understanding what that would take. Oh, the tender mercies. How wonderful are the tender mercies of God. None of which can be experienced unless we've accepted him as our Savior. And that is the whole point in having an activity That's the whole point in telling others about the gospel message. That's what it's all about. People getting saved. That's going to be a a big drive for us this next year is outreach, outreach, outreach. I'm so thankful for his tender mercies. I mentioned this morning how... um, Sin is, Satan wants us to think that sin and morality are just myths and legends, and it's really going that way. You know, in conversations with people, they act like, oh, sin, you know, like some old Charlie Brown episode, right? Um, But it's real. And it's real, and when we understand that sin, it's like when when you grow up as an adult and you watch these shows like Shrek or whatever, you see, oh, my goodness, that was an innuendo. Look at all the innuendos that they're doing. Look at all these things that they're pointing to. And, and you see things as, you, as we just grow up as adults naturally in the world that are, well, that, that's, that ain't right. That ain't right. And the more we grow as a Christian, the more we step back and see, we, we get a bigger picture of sin, sin, sin everywhere. But so is the more that we see tender mercies, tender mercies, tender mercies, tender mercies. As a pastor, um, there's a lot of heartache there's just a lot of heartache in the position as a pastor. There just is. A lot of stress and blah, 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 right? But there's also a lot of blessings that you can see people growing, and you can see this, and you can see God moving grace over here and, and things happening over here. And, man, and it can be really discouraging, but, man, it can be so wonderful. We sure mess up in our lives, and we sure take advantage of the grace. But, man, I'm we got tender mercies that God's given us that, whew, that it'll cause you to praise a little while. Amen.